Hello, my name's Gary Shotton, and I'm here as a part of Inspiring Better Business, and I'm doing a series on miracles, uh, miracles in my life, miracles that uh, are not necessarily newsworthy, didn't necessarily read them in the newspaper, didn't have an eye that was healed or uh, hearing that was uh, restored, but they're definitely financial miracles that I know that without a doubt, without God's help, I would not have made it through some of these financially, not physically, but financially. And each time one of these miracles happened, I think I look back now and say I benchmark uh, uh, a, a lesson I learned. You see, if I'm living day to day with a miracle after miracle after miracle just to, say, put bread on my table, you know, I might be a, 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 a novice Christian. I might be uh, just beginning in my Christian walk because I don't see God doing that. I know there's times that's been reported, but in my era, it seems that God will, uh, in essence, create a supernatural event to teach me something, mostly that I should have some, done something better so I wasn't uh, they're uh, in such a desperate situation. That's not always true, but most of the time I learned a lesson and then I didn't expect that miracle to uh, happen over and over again. Now, a little slow in learning lessons sometimes, and so many times uh, these uh, God had a, a shadow of a lesson that would uh, help me in this. Well, I'm going to talk about one of those shadows because it did take me a while to learn the lesson of record keeping and making good records and not growing too fast. And it all came mostly when I had my first business. My first business uh, was a moving and storage business. We moved furniture, like people had uh, the household full of furniture and they decided to move to a new location, maybe across the street, maybe across town, or maybe to another city and are not too far away, or maybe all the way across someplace in the United States, or uh, we got into international moving. So we would move somebody to Germany and we moved someone to Bangladesh. And so moving and storage put us in a position to be in the highways and byways with people. But that had its spiritual aspect. But for me, it was a great opportunity and really my school of learning how business worked. And I wished I could say that I went to university for business. I didn't. I went for engineering. But even the business uh, degrees teach you the concepts of business, but most learning happens when you're out there doing it, out there in the day-to-day. -day. And boy, I was in the day-to-day -day moving furniture, starting small, growing step-by-step. Step. And uh, the beginning parts were... Uh, tough, but I had cash flow. I had money coming in uh, because I would basically uh, do a job and normally the customer would pay me right then. In other words, it was a one-day job and before I left the, the uh, resident or the customer, they would pay me. That's a cash on hand. That's cash right there. And over time, though, we had other customers that was legitimate. They're businesses. They're large companies. And they don't have the ability. They don't plan on paying you right then. So they pay you sometime in the future. And in accounting terms, I didn't understand the difference between a cash a transaction and, and, a, and a, a, what's called an accrual 
transaction, meaning I accrued I over time, maybe a week, maybe two, maybe four, maybe uh, a, a period of time of days or weeks, uh, I would invoice the customer pretty regularly when the job's done, but that customer and I have come to conclusion and come to agreement they would pay me in a certain time, maybe 30 days from when I did the work. Well, that puts a situation where my cash could be very tight. I have to pay some people more quickly than I'm being paid. So I found myself for a number of years having a very difficult time making payroll and paying my bills. Now, I've been around long enough to know almost every company that's getting started, every small company, that is a big issue because if you're not careful, you will make terms, you'll make agreements with people that you've done service for that they have the right to take the product away and pay you later. Well, there comes the problem. When will they pay you later? Will they pay you later? And can you as a company make payroll? make and pay your bills. So on the business side, you know, you have to be very careful about giving too good a credit, doing, doing credit for some people at all. And, and so in my situation, I would try to collect some of the money up front when possible. And I would try to limit the number of, of credit uh, accounts that would, would pay me later. And I would try to make sure that in some way, if they agreed that they would pay me later, that I was confident they would pay me later and that they would pay me relatively accurately on time because they could drag this out and drag this out and drag this out. So over time, I'm uh, in a situation where I've done a lot of work and people make uh, 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 contractual agreements to pay me and I have to hustle to be sure I'm getting the money in my bank and there's where I call this a miracle. I had a miracle of never missing a payday. The only times I was late on payday usually a Friday afternoon at 2 o'clock when I had the moving and storage company and now in the manufacturing company it's done with what's a cash deposit in most cases into the person's checking account. We never even write a check. It's in their account. It's in banking procedures. But for me to go the entire 40 years without ever missing a payday, I'll be honest with you, is a miracle for me anyway. And I had to, uh, it was tough. There's a few times that we're a couple hours late, but it wasn't because of, of not being able to clear that pay, but it was because we had a technical issue, the computer fouled up, uh, something's wrong technically, and people had to wait just a little bit to get their paycheck that day. Well, why is that important? If you want to have good people working for you, if you want to have uh, a, a steady uh, employment uh, opportunities for people that are what the kind of people you want, then they need to be paid regularly. They need to be paid at, on time. And they become dependent upon that with their personal budgets, and it's your responsibility to do that. And I know uh, I've had examples, I'm telling stories here about being in Poland uh, back in the uh, early uh, 1990s where my good friend there had two sons that were 
were working uh, outside the household. They were living at home, but they had jobs, and they were more tech. They were at a TV station, happened to be uh, a, a Christian TV uh, and radio station, and I got to talking to them about their situation of not having cash, and I found out that they hadn't been paid for months. It was two and three months before they got a paycheck. That I couldn't believe it. And I couldn't analyze analyzing this. I'm thinking, why would anybody do that? Well, jobs were so scarce that if you had a job you liked doing, and they liked doing this, they couldn't jump to another job. And it was probably better for them, and I have to understand this, better for them to have a job, go to work, uh, be confident, you know, leave the house, drive to the location, work all day, and come home rather than sat home with no possibility of an income. And they were still hanging out there believing that they're going to get paid. Well, that's what I call you have to set your benchmark with where you're working and with how you pay. So it starts with your mind. Am I going to commit and be very diligent to hold it true that I would least pay payroll on time? And it can be a miracle to make it work. And, and uh, I had, but I, it wasn't set back and just uh, loaf through this. It was at times I, on Thursday and Friday uh, before payday, I had to call people because not everybody was uh, 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 prompt in paying me. I had a deadline. I had to hold to that deadline or pretty soon I start slipping. You know, there's where we all have to draw the, the we call it draw the sand in, uh, line in the sand. We all have to say, hey, this is what I'm going to do, and that's one of them. You ought to be sure that you're making payroll. I was in a, the town of Nicaragua uh, only a couple years ago, and it was a ministry, and this ministry uh, uh, had come. Not, I'm not criticizing them. If they happen to hear this, please don't think I'm criticizing. They would know who they are. But they had not paid their teachers in a private school for several months. And they owed a lot of other people in town. And so, uh, but I said, let me help you here. The word I'm going to do is create, and I wrote a fairly substantial check to pay all of the employees, all of their, their workers, so that their team could be on board pulling for them. You need your team pulling for you. You need your team working hard for you and being confident of having your paycheck and having your, your, your uh, income for their personal household is really important to them. And you cannot, in my opinion, put that on the bottom burner. Now, there's always a priority when you're paying bills. You know, per, for me, payroll is number one. Then there's always going to be the potential, I'm going to talk about why that happens, that you don't have the cash or money to, 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 uh, to pay all of your bills. But technically, uh, and reality is, is your Christian testimony is uh, out there on the line based on how you pay the vendors that you have done work for. Again, if you're in a business that every time they, they show up and deliver you something, you pay them right then, or every time someone does a service for you as an employee, you pay them at the end of the day, you're just getting started. But in time, you're going to have to deal with this. And so basically, uh, the next priority is to pay my vendors on time. That's the people that supply me the goods and services that I need to stay in business. Here's what's going to happen. 
if their business is on top of it, at some point in time, they will say, I've got to put your account on hold. In other words, they won't give you any more of the very necessary things you need for your business until you have paid them and paid them in real money, not, not fake money. And so then your back's up against the wall that you cannot stay in business very much longer unless you have the supplies. Like if you're in a restaurant, if you don't have the supplies to cook the meal that day, then you're going to be closed that day because you don't have the ability to supply your, your products. Now, there's a third level of bills you've got to really be careful with. And in our country, we have a responsibility to collect monies for uh, what's called uh, personal income tax. We collect from each person's paycheck a certain amount of money that is really not my money. It's money that belongs to the person that worked for me because we are responsible to pay, send that money to the federal uh, reserve IRS or the, the, the employment services and they hold that for that individual in theory so that at the end of the year they can file their income tax and it, they might get a refund or they may owe some more based on how that report is. But we're by law responsible if we're employer to hold that money back. Now be careful here because there's nobody calling you or pressing you to, uh, to uh, send that money in. And there's quite a number of businesses that are in the spot I was in that they weren't disciplined enough and didn't have control on their finances enough to send that money in as appropriate. And frankly, the way the federal officials look at that, you physically stole that money from those individuals. You now have a theft. You have stolen money that wasn't yours because you see you collected the money from the individuals. It's their money. And you're to fast pass that on in a proper procedure so that you, uh, that money is there for them when they file their end of the year income tax. Don't hold that money. You can't. Now, somebody says, well, I don't understand. Uh, I, I'm in business. I have all these problems, and, and I believe God for a miracle. Well, uh, he's going to help you, but you've got to do some things that's going to uh, uh, make this uh, uh, not an ongoing uh, uh, pressure point. By the way, let me talk about pressure points. Uh, when I was in these situations for month after month after month. I had typically paid, when I had the moving business, I paid every other week. In other words, you worked uh, Monday through Friday for two weeks, and that would be four, uh, a period of, of two weeks, and then we would process the payroll check and pay them the next Friday. Well, when that happens and you don't have the money, man, that pressure point is tough. That is where the, you're, you're going to be uh, uh, really, really feel the pressure. And I regret to tell you that my personality would change when I was under that pressure. I would be grouchy. I would be uh, 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 very uh, uh, difficult. Uh, and I would say things that in the future I wished I hadn't said. And I would have to apologize for those things I said. And so uh, this pressure is actually something you want, don't want to live under for week after week and month after month. I did for quite a while. And I'm telling you, it doesn't, it's not fun. And so how do you get past this? Well, how do you get to the point that you can pay your, your payroll on time, your vendors on time, and not live on this extreme pressure 
that's uh, unfair to you? Well, there's two things. Number one, I've discovered, and this is my situation as well, that I had, number one, the thought pattern that if I could just get bigger, things would get better. Well, that's really a, a, a not a, a, a godly concept. I believe that God would say that, that when you handle what you have now, God will push you to the next level and be able to uh, handle the next level of responsibility, in this case, in finances. So rather than get bigger, you probably need to think about cutting back. You need to think about not, you know, uh, doing whatever it is when this pressure continues on and on and on and you're living under it and you're fighting it all the time. Don't try to get bigger. Try to cut back here a little bit. Obviously, be more efficient at everything you're doing. And, 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 but cut back. Don't try to grow. And number two, normally it happens when you either don't have good financial records in other words, your data about your profit and loss uh, in your business is not accurate or not timely, uh, or you don't know how to read and understand your records. You know, some people can just have financial records and they delegate that to someone else and they say, well, did we make any money? Well, no, we didn't. Or yes, we did. And you don't know why. And so kind of like reading a language, uh, uh, I happen to be only halfway good in English. I'm not that good in English, and I'm certainly not good in a, another language, but uh, I know a few words in Spanish, like bath, bathroom is baño, and water is agua, and so uh, I know a few words, and so if I really worked at it, I could start learning and speaking and, and reading in another language. Well, finances are that way. It's kind of another language that once you have your, and I don't have time in this, this talk, but I encourage you to do what I did. I sat down finally because I was working so hard. I was working so many hours and no matter what happened, I had no money. And it was, and it was seemed like very, very making it past. And I would then, I, I talked to my professional accountant and I'm saying, you have to explain to me how to read my financial statements. Read my three primary ones, I can't go into it in this talk, but my profit and loss sheet, my income minus my expense is either my profit and my loss. Then number two, my balance sheet. That shows the lifelong uh, history of my company, and it's something that's valuable at the end of the year or end of the month. It shows you where you're headed. And then, of course, this discussion, some way of looking at your cash flow, your cash flow analysis. Those are the three main documents. You don't have to go to accounting school. You don't have to have a degree in accounting. And I didn't ever do the bookkeeping. Somebody else did the bookkeeping. I set up systems so that the people could, could record records and keep keep uh, the receipts I would be responsible to bring my receipts back if I if I purchase something but those are the two things that that this is what uh, I had to go through in order to work myself into a position of higher level of business people say I want to go to the next level well the next level is when you've got your level that you're on in in good standing
that you're paying your vendors fair and square, you're paying your employees fair and square and on time, and you have a little bit of margin, you have a little bit of reserve, and no matter what you do, you have to be efficient. You cannot waste money. God's not a God that says just go out and be unconcerned about what's going on and waste money. Never. He never wasted anything. When he had the miracle of the uh, loaves of bread and the fishes uh, and fed the 5,000 plus all the rest of their family, that would be 15,000 people most likely with those minor little things. He said, go back and pick up and tell me how much uh, extra that you have. And I think in one case they had 12 baskets full of bread that they picked back up or food. Well, he's a record-keeping guy. God wants you to have records. It's not faith without records. It's faith because you know what you're doing. A lot of businesses that are claimed to be Christian, and they are Christian, they do such poor business that they are not a testimony to the local communities. And there's some non-Christians that know their natural business skills that they're doing better business than the Christians. And how can that be? Well, because we haven't done our part. Well... This is a, a lesson that may not, you might not say, wow, this has nothing to do with miracles, but it does to me, and I believe it will help you. Thanks for being a part of this Lessons on Miracles.